Today, we're excited to launch a new series specifically on the virtues, and we're joined by Dr. Luke Arredondo. And what we talk about today is what is virtue, um, the difference between the theological virtues and the cardinal virtues, and why should we even care about living a life of virtue? Um, this is going to be a fun one, and I, we hope that you enjoy. Welcome to Life Beyond the Chariot, a faith and family series from the St. Philip Institute. We believe we are called to not only know, but also to live the truth of the gospel within our homes, in our workplaces, and beyond. We believe we are invited to encounter Christ in the messiness of day-to-day -day life and to live as his disciples. Hi, welcome to the St. Philip Institute podcast. My name is Luke Arredondo. I'm the director of faith formation here at the St. Philip Institute, and I am joined in this episode uh, by Ms. Deanna Johnson, who is our director of marriage and family life, and Ms. Mickey Seba, our uh, catechetical expert here. Um, we have a really special episode today, which is why all three of us are here. Um, we have shifted uh, over the last couple of months into a different strategy for what our podcasts are going to do. You may have noticed uh, over the last couple of months we did a focus on the Eucharist. There were some episodes that I hosted on the St. Philip Institute podcast and some that Mickey and Deanna hosted on the Life Beyond the Chariot podcast. And we're today launching a new series on the virtues. Do anyone want to kind of explain sort of how that's going to work? Yeah. So on the St. Philip Institute podcast, I think Luke has done a really great job of unpacking the theology of the lot of, a lot of the different themes that we're trying to approach. So on the St. Philip Institute podcast, we're going to look at virtue, um, the theological virtues is what mm -hmm. you're going to be approaching. And then on the Life Beyond the Chariot podcast, Mickey and I will be unpacking the cardinal virtues, the human virtues, and the practical application of that, yeah. uh, because it's really beautiful to look at the teachings of the church, but to actually take that teaching and apply it. So I think between the three of us, we will be unpacking virtue in a really awesome way over the next eight weeks. Yeah. yeah, so it's going to be one week of Life Beyond the Chariot and mm -hmm. then a week of the St. Philip Institute podcast like it normally is, but they're all going to be thematically connected. Mm -hmm. And we did this with the Eucharist series, uh, but we're trying to be a little bit more clear and upfront um, this time as we're learning how to make more professional podcasts, um, <laughs> how our two are relating. So uh, Deanna and Mickey will be covering the cardinal virtues one at a time. Uh, over four episodes, and I'll have three episodes, one on faith, one on hope, and one on charity. Um, but today's the introductory episode to the series, um, and we wanted to cover just a couple of real basic things um, about, like, why spend eight weeks doing a podcast on virtues? Um, so maybe we could start with defining, like, what is virtue? We know there's, well, maybe we know there's some <laughs> cardinal virtues and then theological virtues, but what is a virtue? So who wants to define what is a virtue? <laughs> Go for it, man. Mickey's our expert. I was like, oh, he called me an expert. That makes me a little nervous. <laughs> um, I say we'll, we'll uh, read from the catechism uh, and then sort of break that down. So in uh, catechism paragraph 1803, it says, a virtue is a habitual and firm disposition to do the good. It allows the person not only to perform good acts, but to give the best of himself. The virtuous person tends toward the good with all his sensory and spiritual powers. He pursues the good and chooses it in concrete actions. 
Uh, and I think what's going to make, or what I'm really excited about, is because um, the practical application is choosing to practice these things and to grow in these things in very concrete ways, mm-hmm. which I know is something that sometimes I struggle with taking you know, a definition in the church and then applying it to daily life. Um, when I used to teach this to my high schoolers, I would just say it's a good spiritual habit <laughs> because when we started talking about like a firm and habitual disposition to the good, they were like, what does that even mean? You know, mm-hmm. so we might even have some audience that are like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah. I, I think one, one good thing to, to do is to distinguish between the way we normally use the word habit Mm-hmm. and what St. Thomas Aquinas or the Catechism means by a firm and habitual dis- disposition to do the good. Like, there is this notion of habit in Aquinas when he talks about the virtues. He says it is, yeah, it's a habit, but he, Aquinas means something very different from how we normally use the word habit. So I think most of the time in English today we say someone has a habit, it means it's something that they do without thinking. Mm-hmm. Right? I put my phone on the counter by by habit i didn't i didn't pay attention to what i was doing and then later i don't know where it is um my kids put the remote in a stupid place by habit and then we can't (laughs) find it and they're not conscious about it Mm -hmm. habits mostly for people today mean things that we do without thinking without choosing it's just a habit Mm -hmm. and virtues are a habit but they are not at all something we do without thinking or without choosing and just kind of stumble into um, so for, you know, from our perspective as Catholics, what we mean about a virtue is that it is a choice that we are making. And when you're a virtuous person, it's easy to make that choice. Mm-hmm. So it might seem like, oh, it was really, you weren't thinking very hard about it, but it is a conscious choice nonetheless. And it's work in a lot of ways, and sometimes it's grace, if we're talking <laughs> about cardinal or theological virtues, but <clears throat> forming the good habit mm-hmm. Forming the virtue is can be very hard work. Once you achieve it, then living that out looks easy from the outside, but it's not. Right. And I think when we sometimes when we read about the lives of the saints, it makes it seem like, well, that was pretty easy. Like they so they just <laughs> right. never committed a mortal sin. Like, <laughs> wow, I want to be like Saint Therese one day, you right. know. But <clears throat> there's work involved in in some of these. So um, does that does that help? I think so, and I was just thinking, I recently ordered a book called The The Atomic Power of a Habit, and I can't remember who the author is, but I just bought it, and it's reminding me of how like we live in a culture that is very big on quick fixes, and mm. that all you need is this program, and you'll transform your life, but by virtue of our baptism, that we have access to these virtues and the sacraments help us to live these out more concretely, that we should be living differently. Like, yes, it's really great that you can form a habit in however many days it takes to form a habit, but that virtue is actually taking that to the next level. And if you want to live a healthy, happy, holy life, virtue has to be part of it. Yeah, yeah. for for me in high school, um, and actually my, my first attempt at going to college is I wasn't gonna be a music major, or I was, I was a music major. Um, Trumpet playing was like my whole life um, in high school. I don't know what normal people... Did you people, have a bumper sticker that um, said trumpet I had a playing bumper is sti- life? Even worse, <laughs> I had a bumper sticker on my trumpet case. <laughs> hey, nobody ever saw it but me. I don't really know what the function of it was, but I had a bumper sticker on my trumpet case. Um, trumpet playing was my life, and I focused and worked really hard obsessively about mm. all kinds of details, and I was okay at it. You know, I got a scholarship and whatever. I'm trying to relearn how to play 
the trumpet now, like finally as like a regular person who just wants to have like a little bit of a hobby. And I recognize now, if a- after the space of some 20 years of being a serious trumpet player, that I don't know how to breathe. And I remember I spent years like with a metronome and measuring how much air I could take in in one breath and how quickly I could expel it. Like I practiced and exercised that function of taking a breath for years. And now um, that I'm out of shape with it, I have to think really hard about it and try really hard. So I may have had a virtue, one, and that was I could take a good breath on my instrument, right? That was a lot of work to build that habit to become Mm. seamless and easy, Um, but it wasn't automatic for me. And you said something about baptism. So this is, let's get into this distinction between cardinal and theological virtues, um, because there is a distinction, a very big distinction between those. Um, So Mickey, what are the cardinal virtues? Prudence, man, I feel like you put, put me on the spot. Prudence, <laughs> well, temperance. because I don't know them, so I would ask you. <laughs> uh, prudence, temperance, justice, and fortitude. Okay, so those are cardinal virtues. Mm-hmm. And what the church teaches about those um, is that these are natural and human virtues, natural and human powers that, that we all have some sort of access to, mm-hmm. we all have like a, a, a capacity for, um, and we're called to strengthen those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Virtue um, is a perfection of these powers, right? So we all have, we're either not prudent or we're prudent. It's not like you can't like get yourself out of that conversation. Like I don't have to deal with prudence or temperance or <laughs> no for you like, nah, it's okay. I'm not into that. You <laughs> are into it. You I might be given that gift. Yeah. You might be bad at it because you don't know how to do it, yeah. um, but you can't step out of the conversation. Yeah. So as a human being, how can we grow in the virtues? In the cardinal virtues, what what does it take to to grow in those? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, just just um, practicing them first, knowing what they are. Yes, um, that's a big thing. <laughs> so knowing sort of the good that you're striving for, mm-hmm. um, and then reckon, being able to recognize when you're being called to practice that. You know, like if yeah. we know patience, on my way here, I was like, Lord, if you could make every single light green, that'd be really great. <laughs> that did not happen. And I was in the fast lane, I was going to speed limit, but I was behind someone who was choosing to be more cautious, which is fine. <laughs> but it's like recognizing like, okay, I know what patience is. Am I gonna practice it? Uh, you know, and it is, um, and the more that you practice these things, the more, mm-hmm. like, consistently, the more you can practice it with ease, and hopefully we can get to a point where we can practice them with consistently, with ease, and with joy. And yeah. so that would be the goal, you know, as we practice these these virtues. Um, but it just comes, like, with working on them. Like, for um, how do you teach a kid to draw? Well, you learn to draw by drawing, you know, and then you just perfect those skills. Um, I'm sure no, that's you re- learned yeah, that's the, really good. To, to play the trumpet. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to get it. You have to pick it up and just start playing, you know. Yeah. So you could read all of these books about virtue um, and you could know everything. But there comes, well, everything on an intellectual level. But there's mm-hmm. something that comes to the very practical living it out. Um, and then... That's really good. That distinction between knowing mm-hmm. and doing Absolutely. is really important with the virtues. So what we do not want this podcast series to do is merely get you to understand intellectually uh, and define what all these different virtues are. That is important, 
only so that you can then go and do it. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so this is the difference between into the intellectual aspect of the virtues and the volitional or the cognitional and the volitional. Knowing it is not the same as choosing it, is not the same as doing it. Um, so we have to know and then we have also have to choose. So Deanna, you mentioned baptism. Um, how, how does baptism change the way that we approach even the cardinal virtues? Mickey can explain this better than I can, but... <clears throat> Based off of what I understand, that we were given these virtues, uh, the, the theological virtues, just by virtue of our baptism, like mm -hmm. they're infused into us, and that they're more, is it true to say like it's more relational with like our relationship with God? And um, yeah, but you can you can unpack <laughs> that a lot better than I can, Mickey. <laughs> well, no, I would even say just um, just like a, like a very um, simplistic plane is that in baptism we have now access to god's grace mm. like his life is now mm -hmm. within us so whether like with the theological virtues you can't practice those into habit which i'm sure you'll right. explain in a minute um and the cardinal virtues you can practice those like you learn those by doing them mm -hmm. but in all of these we have access to god's grace um which is something that we need as humans to perfect our soul towards the good, right? Which is ultimately like holiness, which is ultimately union with God and heaven. And so without having God's grace to push us and move us towards the yeah. good, um, it's, it's an impossible task. Yeah, all of the virtues, well, all the cardinal virtues, anybody should be able to improve in those, mm -hmm. even if they're not baptized. We don't believe you can grow in faith, hope, and charity apart from baptism, yeah. right? Some kind of baptism, I'll say that, could be a baptism of desire. Mm -hmm. So we don't really want to be saying, if you have not been, un, you know, experienced a water baptism, you couldn't possibly have faith. You could, there is, the church does believe in baptism of desire. But without God's grace, we're not going to have faith, hope, and charity, which we, we can't. It is infused, it is given to us, it is supernatural, and then we do have human work to do to grow in that, right? So part of the discussion about virtues, I think it actually circles into like, what is Catholic moral theology fundamentally concerned with? And it's concerned with what Mickey said, the end, which is union with God in heaven. And the way that we get there is going to have something to do with the way we live our lives mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of people hear virtue and they go, isn't it like... Well, that's not an important thing. That's like um, some obscure thing, like being a holy person is, is about following the commandments, mm. right? I got to, like, a, I, maybe this would be a better way to say it. Nearly everybody would go, yeah, to be holy, you have to live the commandments. But I'm not so sure if you have to develop virtues, right? Mm. Um, but that's not correct. Actually, something really fascinating about the catechism there, you've got, we've got this cool Australian version of it. And the, um, if you're watching the video version, you're really getting a treat right now with the, uh, the green, small, single volume catechism you can only get from Australia yes. that I'm so jealous that Deanna has. Um, the organization of the catechism is into four parts, right? It starts with the creed, and then it goes to uh, life in Christ, right? And life in Christ is, or maybe it's sacraments or second, whatever. Life in Christ is one of the sections. That's about the, mor the moral life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It does not start with the commandments. It starts with 
Anybody want to take a guess? Does it not? I'll starts do the with V, <laughs> rhymes with virtue. <laughs> it starts with virtue. That's a really yeah. big deal. Yeah. Um, as I've been trying to do some background work, I don't really know much about virtue, so I'm trying to read like all these books as we <laughs> prepare for these podcasts. Mm-hmm. As I've been doing some background work, one of the things that, that really st- stood out to me is the Catechism of the Council of Trent or the Baltimore Catechism, earlier catechisms, would go straight to the commandments. Thomas Aquinas didn't go straight to the commandments in his discussion mm-hmm. of the moral life. Mm-hmm. He started with virtues. And the new catechism of the Catholic Church from 1982 returns us mm-hmm. to that older tradition. Yes. And I think that's a really important thing to emphasize. It is not that, wow, the moral life used to be about following commandments, and now we're doing all this stuff about virtue. But actually, the older tradition is to talk about virtue. You have a great quote from St. Gregory of Nyssa. Yeah. What's, the, what's his quote? The goal of the virtuous life is to become like God, St. Gregory of Nyssa, which is in the very first paragraph in this section in the Catechism. And I'm, I'm also just kind of blown away as I'm unpacking all of this because I am also learning about virtue for the, <laughs> for the first time probably or just like refreshing my, my CCD or my Catholic education. But the fact that there's an emphasis in this introduction to the virtues on also dependence on God's mercy, on God's grace, mm-hmm. and that the sacraments help us to do this better. Yep. It's like God didn't just throw us in the deep end and say, good luck, please be virtuous. <laughs> but the fact that we have confession, that we have the Eucharist, that we have these things that will help us to infuse that, that the, or um, uh, just to, to become more virtuous, that it's not just that we're on our own, that we're not mm. we're not going to be able to develop this on our own. It's totally dependent on God's yeah. grace to help us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so there is the distinction between the cardinal and the theological virtues, and the cardinal are natural, and the mm-hmm. theological are supernatural or infused. However, with the grace of baptism and the other sacraments, that also makes it easier for us to grow in even those natural mm-hmm. human virtues, right. and that's really important. Um, so to be temperate or just or to have fortitude um, or, or to have whatever the fourth cardinal virtue is, you need prudence. You need to try, but also grace is going to build yes. on that, mm-hmm. right? Grace perfects right. nature. Um, I think there's a, there's a danger sometimes at, in, um, you know, talking in, in Catholic circles or in people who are really concerned with the spiritual life to say like, well, you know, you just, you've got to pray and you've got to go to confession, which you do need to do. Absolutely. Right. But that's not, in most cases, going to just flip on a switch right. and then like, oh, now I can just be right. perfectly right. temperate right. or prudent. It's both of those things. Right. Yeah. It's, right? like the, it's like the virtues help us to have intention behind the the rules, if that makes sense. Or like, yes, we need to, we have to follow the commandments like you were saying, Luke, but to have that intention of just being being a better human. Like if, yeah. if I mean, we yeah. could really call the series like how to be a better person, yeah. how to be a, a, how to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. That's what the virtues do. It was once explained to me that um, living the virtuous life makes you free to be yeah. human, yeah. like completely free to be human. Yeah. So like if you are um, focusing on growing in virtue, and that it has become your focus. It's mm-hmm. almost as if you don't really need to look at the Ten Commandments. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And the so yeah. the commandments are when like your passions, your intellect, your will are weak, and you're not focusing and being intentional. That there's this like yeah. caution sign or this stop sign. Like you can't 
do right. this. Um, and so if we're working on, like if I'm working on temperance, you know, then um, wanting to be intemperate or fall into like gluttony or sins of lust, those tend to diminish the more I'm working on temperance, you know? Right. Um, and so the thing is like, if we are, um, and I love, I guess I love the shift, not away from the Ten Commandments because we need them, right? The commandments, sure. but um, we tend to not need these things. Like I don't need the fifth, yeah, the fifth commandment, you shall not kill. I don't desire to kill anybody. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I need to perfect my love um, so that I'm not like really frustrated with the person who cut me off or is going 40 mm-hmm. in a 60, you know? <laughs> um, so I can perfect that. I can learn to be more loving, but right. I don't, I don't need that. And so when we come to like, I don't need these to be reminded of all these restrictions because I'm actually freely living the way that God has intended me to live. And I think that's the beauty of the virtues. Um, and while I'm excited to get back into this, because I need to be reminded, because it's in the everyday Every that day. you either yeah. succeed at this or you fail epically, which I've done plenty of times in the past, you know, right. in home life. So. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that's, that's really important, um, again, is that like everybody needs to be aware of the virtues, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what, where we're all called to get to, mm-hmm. is to that deeper point. Um, and, you know, there's there's the three ages of the spiritual life. You know, you're in, you're in the purgative way at the beginning where mortal sin is a real problem in your life and you're trying to get get at least past that threshold where I'm not struggling mm-hmm. with mortal sin on a regular basis anymore. That if, if, if you do can continue to struggle with it at all, it's very minor, very infrequent, right? You, you move from the purgative way into the unitive way, or into the illuminative way, and then into the unitive way. And that illuminative way and the unitive way, I mean, those are characterized by deepening the virtues. Mm. So by merely not sinning, that doesn't actually make you a saint. Just Ooh, you should repeat yeah. just <laughs> to not be sinning. Like oh, I didn't do anything yeah. uh, bad, or let's say mortally sin. Yeah. By just not mortally sinning, mm-hmm. uh, that's not the height of sanctity. Right. That's like you can start working on it now. You can start making <laughs> some progress and going somewhere. Right. Yeah. Um, and that that's what the, that's what the virtues are are there for is to, to help us to grow in that. And I think too, like the freedom, uh, that's a great way to say it. Mm-hmm. Like virtues free us to be morally excellent, mm-hmm. to be spiritually excellent. You know, it's like if you're, I don't have any athletic ability at all, but if you look at, at, at amazing athletes, mm-hmm. They're doing a lot more than like dribbling with the proper form right. or following the rules right. that the league has in place. They are doing all of those things. Mm-hmm. They have embodied those and like internalized all of that. And they're then pursuing things that nobody even imagined you could do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and, and it is a stunning and like it's like an artistic sort of thing to see it. a true, you know, all-star athlete like at their best and the best of their career it's just so exciting and thrilling because it's like you can't imagine someone doing that. And a saint is holy in that sort of way. Um, one of the things that, that's common in discussions about the virtues is to say, you know, for instance, prudence, right? Um, prudence is, is like the middle way. A virtue is the middle way. It's the mean. It's in between being utterly imprudent 
or um, you know, just just jumping, uh, are indecisive or jumping straight into something, right? right. Uh, being reckless or indecisive, prudent is sort of in between those, and that's true. Um, but the spiritual life that we're really called to is not merely just like a mean, uh, in between state, but something that even goes in, a, in an utterly different direction. So, like Mother Teresa didn't love people just the right amount. <laughs> you know, she wasn't like. Oh, lazy, or oh, I'm loving them too much. I'm loving them like right in the middle, you know. Um, I so the saints actually, they both find that human dimension of being right in the middle, but then the supernatural dimension that, that comes mm. with grace allows them to go. I mean, imagine ca- calling Saint Francis of Assisi like, yeah, he he walked right down the middle, you know. It's like people don't think that way about yeah. the saints because once they get to that basic level of virtue, well, then grace can. Yeah pull them even further or push them. I don't know if it's a push or a pull, maybe both. Both. (laughs) Um, Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was going to be a fun series. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is what we're trying to do um, over these next few weeks is again, Mickey and Deanna and life beyond the chariot are going to do a series of four episodes on each of the cardinal virtues. So Mm -hmm. you'll start with prudence, Mm -hmm. then justice, does anybody know what comes temperance. next? Temperance and then temperance fortitude and is fortitude. last. Yeah, I forget, mm-hmm. I forget the order. But I think On the St. Philip Institute podcast, um, I will be talking about faith, then hope, then charity. Um, and that's the goal for us is to, to, to really lay out some of these terms, what mm-hmm. the church means, um, but then also give you access, you know, into this world mm-hmm. and to invite you into it. Um, because it's the virtues are not just for experts, uh, and believe which is good because I'm not an expert. Um, <laughs> the virtues are for all of us, mm-hmm. right? And especially by virtue of our baptism, those theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity, are where we're all really called to grow deeper. So, yes. I hope you enjoy um, these next several weeks. Um, our first episode will be with Life Beyond the Chariot. So mm-hmm. looks look awesome. for that episode coming soon on prudence, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.